Good morning, church family. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. And I'm so glad that you are here today. And I really am because I know that God's going to just fill you full of his word with faith. And you're going to do what even some would call impossible. But because God is with you and your eyes are on him, you're going to see it happen. Watch this. You're going to see it happen this year. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Now, let's take our Bibles, go to Proverbs chapter 13. Let's drop down to verse 18, and we're going to receive the tithes and offerings. I want you to see an amazing verse. I want to read it to you from the King James Version. Woo, praise God. And again, Proverbs 13, and this is verse 18. Poverty and shame, two things that nobody likes. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction. Now, my friends, I want you to understand that 99% of the time, if you see somebody who's homeless walking the street and in a very destitute situation, that is because somewhere in their life they have disobeyed a biblical instruction. When you disobey biblical instructions, what comes? Poverty or shame, and sometimes both of them at the same time. Wow, my goodness. But you know what? We're, we're going to follow the instructions of God's Word very diligently, very carefully, and we're going to see good things happen and therefore keep away the poverty and shame. Wisdom is always associated with instructions. You know, I get emails, phone calls. I wish not so often, but from time to time I get them. And in the past, maybe a year or two or four years ago, sometimes I would come across people and they would say, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to marry this person. And sometimes I say, good, praise God, I I feel God's in it. But other times I get a horrible witness that this is not good. And sometimes it's also a witness coupled with uh, knowledge that how could this ever work out right? And so I would give instruction, please don't go through with this. Please rethink this over. Uh, I don't feel this is good. But they'd go ahead with it. And then maybe a year, maybe a couple of years roll by. And uh, I, you know, the person will recontact uh, me or my wife and say, well, uh, things haven't turned out really good. I had to flee with the children. Well, what happened? Well, they turned me into a punching bag. Well, I you know, I don't want to say I told you so, but I saw that coming the whole time. And now, after the guy has like almost ripped your arm off, or after uh, he's beat you up many times over, or, you know, verbally abused you and other types of uh, not only physical, but also mental abuse and verbal assaults day and night, where you finally decided to, to uh, get rid of the loser. <laughs> but what happened? What happened? There was the overriding or the disregarding of wise counsel or what, remember, wisdom or wise counsel is always associated with uh, an instruction, maybe not a whole list, maybe just one. Please don't do that. 
and it gets overridden and then down the road uh, you see that it couldn't turn out good never could it never it was never going to work from the beginning it was doomed as utter failure from the beginning sometimes I I have uh, uh, like online members or ministry partners that want to go ahead and do their thing anyhow and in the interim after I've told them please don't do this in the interim they'll send me all kinds of pictures of them smiling in their situation as if everything is is right everything is wonderful and I I could just tell by looking at the pictures that no this is this is like a uh, this is like a fake world that they're trying to live in and after a while, because it was never built on biblical principles, the whole thing comes crashing down. And what happens with that? Oftentimes, there's poverty right around the corner. Why? Because now you're in a bind. Now you're in a real mess. And then there's also shame that is associated with that because of having forcibly gone the wrong way. And not just only went around roadblocks. I'm talking smashed them down and kicked them over. <laughs> well, Pastor Stephen, I see the light now. I would, I would say let's spin it in a positive way. Because you realize now, and we've all, we've all have made mistakes, including yours truly. But the thing is, is that if you want to take it in a positive direction, look at it as being the price tag of having now graduated from the school of wisdom. It's very expensive, isn't it? Oh, uh, look, I, I could tell you some stories of even ministers who really, I mean, really made some major wrong moves, lost big time money, and lost time and lost energy. What was it? Uh, it's the price tag for graduating from the Holy Spirit's school of wisdom. And it's very, very costly. But when you graduate with honors, you step back and you say, I earned my diploma, and I will never, ever do that again. I'll never even come close to it. Not only will I not do it, I will counsel anybody else going in that direction. Please don't do that, because you're cruising for a bruising. Mm -mm. Woo! What happens to somebody who disregards instruction, poverty, and shame are eventually, maybe not overnight, they're eventually going to catch up. Mm -mm. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, we're going somewhere very briefly with this. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings. But I'm telling you, there is the high wisdom of God in honoring God with your finances and keeping poverty and shame away. Because the times in which we live are pointed out in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. But know this, that in the last days, my friends congratulations you're here, and I'm right here with you. We are in the last days, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, and you can't pray them away. They are prophetically pre-appointed by the Lord on God's sovereign calendar, and you cannot exempt them from coming into your nation, your state, or even your area. It's called by the Bible, perilous times. Those are times that in the Greek this means very hard to navigate through, very excruciating, uh, difficult uh, moments in which we now find ourselves living. 
And let me also add this perilous financial times. When even we see the cracks in big banks, when even we see all over the layoffs of corporate entities that would appear to be so strong, yet cutting maybe 10% of their workforce or whatever it might be. We're in perilous times. What does that mean? It means that we should be walking in the biblical instructions of God, especially in the area of finances. Why? Because what is happening right now is by design. The middle class is being eliminated, and that's being done on purpose by ruling powers that are governed by dark forces that are going to take the world, they're wanting to take the world in a certain direction. Uh, they're never going to fully realize that while the church is still here. But my friends, I need to let you know that here's where we're heading. There's only going to be, in a sense, two classes, rich or poor. The middle class is being dissolved intentionally. And so you need to really walk in biblical instructions, lest poverty and shame come knocking on your door because you've disregarded what God said. Because there is financial peril that is beyond even our government's ability to solve by printing money nonstop. That's just creating other problems. But these problems are not inherit just to our nation alone. All of the countries of the world are having their own struggles. The Japanese are struggling with their economy. The Chinese, despite everything being propped up as being explosive growth, they are struggling with signs that are showing they're about to face a tremendous recession. But my friends, what should we do? We should walk in biblical instructions, and we're going to sail right through it, even though it's perilous very perilous. Look at this in Malachi chapter 4 verse 1. For behold the day is coming. Pastor Stephen we're going to pray that it not come. No you can't. You cannot pray against something that God has appointed. There are certain things that are done by God that are sovereign and it doesn't matter how many people pray against it. It's going to happen anyhow. Why? It has been appointed by God. For behold the day is coming. Let me also insert much of that is now here. It's going to escalate, but we're already in it. Not just with our tippy toes. We're, our feet are in the waters of this. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. Get ready to see all around you finite financial economic heat like the world has never known before. Why the world? Because governments are now interconnected. Even though we have different currencies in different nations, in many ways they're still interconnected. Like we have the SWIFT system. And if you're, you know, like an American or you're European, all of those are globally interconnected outside of those on the BRIC system, which is also growing. Many, many different things are happening around the world, but there are no answers that these governments really have that can permanently solve their problem. Why? They're all operating off a Babylonian type economic system. Why is God going to allow the heat to increase upon those outside of His covenant plan? Well, it tells you right here, 
burning like an oven and all the proud oh the proud Christians included the Christians who think they're so smart they don't need to follow the Bible instructions they don't need the tithe they don't need to give offerings and maybe they're strong right now but all it takes is one hiccup and the next thing you know they're in trouble and guess what will be coming after them poverty and shame comes after anybody that refuses biblical instruction Mm-mm. and all the proud yes all who do wickedly so those would be the pagans or the sinners that do not know God will be stubble and the day which is coming shall burn them up what's going to happen God is going to bring such economic financial heat that people will despair and say we don't know what to do that the wicked even those that maybe have billions in their banks they're going to say it's not working for us the way that it used to work for us mm, it's going to be heat but my friends that's why you want to honor God with your finances praise the Lord if you'll honor God with the tithe and offerings you can actually increase in the midst of those melting down financially on your left and right Woo! praise God my friends the power of God's covenant is superior to any economic climate within the earth you know we can read about it in the time of Joseph when God raised him up and it says when the famine came money failed it's not like God's people have not lived through these times before but if you're on the covenant frequency not only listen carefully not only will you survive when others are going under you can not only survive you could actually thrive and it won't make any sense to others but that's because the covenant is supernatural and it is superior to anything that the enemy can place within the earth this is the hour of God's people's lifting up and their rising but it's not by luck nor by chance it is by covenant Woo! praise God so we should follow the instructions of God's word and be far from poverty and shame what are those instructions Pastor Stephen well we're very close to it let's take a look at a few of them Malachi 3 verse 8 will a man rob God yet you have robbed me but you say in what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings my friends when heat increases when heat increases if you want to soar don't you dare stop honoring God with your finances for the per, for a believer to pull back and say you know I don't think I'm going to tithe anymore there's there's some pressure well you're you're about to go from the frying pan to the fire remember God's blessed God has streets of gold he has foundations uh, of the city of God that are made of beautiful gemstones the opportunity to honor God is not for his lifting he's already lifted it's the an honor and privilege that we have to come over and be covenanted with one of unlimited supply so can you see that it's for our lifting hmm so 
In what way have, you, uh, have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with the curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. My friends, I want to say it again. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Well, I don't know if I agree with that, Pastor Stephen. Okay. That's between you and God. But if you go your own way, away from the Word of God, and then stuff starts hitting, or layoffs start hitting, or something hits this or that, and suddenly there's a shaking. Uh, uh, the, if I, and I see your email in the inbox, Pastor Stephen, please, please pray for my finances. All I want to know is, did you follow the instructions of God's Word? Because, because when you're walking with God, you can have testimonies of that you're going up when everything around you could be shaking. Now that's power. That's supernatural. And that's God's covenant blessing for those that honor Him with the tithe and also with offerings. Woo! Praise God. Amen. Look, if you don't like poverty and shame, follow instructions. You'll see people all around you in lack. I, even where I live, I see people in lack. I can go to the city. I can go to the country. I see people in lack. But I also can see that those people would not follow what God would say to do. That's why we teach. That's why we put the Word forth so that people can know how to flourish and how to please God, most importantly. Praise the Lord. This is the hour where God is lifting His people. Woo! Praise the Lord. Oh, I could say a lot. But let me just say, my friends, that we need to honor the Lord. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Verse 11, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. My goodness, my friends, when you tithe and give offerings, God backs the devil off. There is a covenant around you that has been established, and God is the strong one in this deal. God is the strong one in this covenant pact, and He'll pull you through. But we must understand that wisdom is always associated with following instructions. Mm -mm. Praise God. Right now, for those that are covenant practitioners, I want you right now to wave, bye, wave bye bye forever to poverty and shame. You'll never, ever have less than where you're at right now. You will never be lower than where you're at right now. You're going up, 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 praise the Lord, by the power of God's Holy Spirit on the platform of the financial covenant. Glory to God. Uh, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now for those of you to pref who prefer to mail in your tithes and your offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, 28654. Mm -mm. Woo! Praise the Lord. I feel the weight, the glory, the glory of the Lord is here. It's very sobering, isn't it? In a good way. It's joyful, but it's very sobering. Praise God. I'm telling you, uh, pay attention to the details in the Bible, and uh, you know, you really got to get to know the Word and obey it. Woo! Praise God. Now, if you're going to bring your tithes and offerings in online, 
You can do so by going to our website, stephenbrooks.org. That's stephenbrooks.org. And you'll go to the homepage. Look at the top. There's a header that says give online. You can click that and bring your tithes, your offerings in from anywhere, literally in the world. Praise God. And while the majority of our support, the God, God brings it in through His precious people in America, but we have ministry partners and online church members in China, in New Zealand, from the most remote parts of the world, because these are people that honor God, that are connecting with the message that is going forth from this pulpit and this platform. And I'm telling you, my friends, God sees great lifting for you this year. Bring the tithe, bring the offering into the storehouse, and watch what God will do for you. Praise God. Praise God. I see you in God's secret place. I see you protected and exempted from the tremendous heat that others are going to feel. Mm -mm. What's God doing right now? a tremendous sifting in the body of Christ all over the world. He is doing a tremendous sifting. We saw during the COVID pandemic, many churches actually closed. Many ministries shut down. They have never reopened. Did you know that there were other ministries such as this one, that during the years of COVID, we kept increasing and as a matter of fact, to God's glory, this ministry has increased financially every single year. Every year we have outdone the previous year. And we outdid it all before, when we were in COVID, we outdid anything we'd ever seen before. But God has continued to lift us till, uh, since then. Praise God. Please, for your betterment, not God's, He's doing great. But for your betterment, and for your destiny realization, please obey God in the area of instructions concerning the tithe and offerings. Woo! Hallelujah! Because it's about to get real hot out there. Mm -mm. This is your moment to shine. You know what to do. Praise God. Okay, so there at the ministry website, just click up above, give online. And uh, it'll, it'll hit that little drop down area. It says tithes and offerings. There's also one that says PayPal. There, you could do it either way you want. PayPal also accepts more than just PayPal. It accepts every major credit card. But you can hit the tithe and offering, and that'll take you to the giving page. There's a little menu. It says F-U-N-D. Click that. Boom. There's the drop down menu. Bring your tithe in there. Bring your offering in there. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. You're, look, you're going to be in the overflow while others are struggling under tremendous pressure. Under tremendous pressure, but that not, will not be you. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. You'll, you'll even see billionaires panic and try to run off to their secret underground bunkers they've spent $100 million preparing. But the answer is not in a bunker. The answer is only found in Jesus Christ. When everything is shaking, the only answer is found in Christ and on His covenant. Praise God. Oh, we're in for the best of times. We obedient believers are in for the best of times. Christians, 
that want to say, I can be Christian and still have an abortion, and God, and God says that's okay. Christians that still want to say, I can live my life morally any way I want, I can be gay or whatever, and, and God accepts all of that. I'm telling you, this is sifting time. This is the time where the righteous, not just speak it, but live it, and live according to the instructions. Because all those that, that can talk the rhetoric now, God's sifting all the fakes, all the woke, all, all that stuff. Okay, there's no safety in that. There's only safety in Jesus and in obedience to His Word. Outside of that, it's just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. Mm -mm. I see you so blessed that you're able to contribute into the kingdom the way you've always dreamed of doing so. Praise God. Praise God. Father, bless your people. I thank you for their giving. I thank you that you are securing them, lifting them, and blessing them. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! And amen. Mm -mm. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Now, in today's message, I want to talk about your ability to see by the spirit of faith where God wants you to be standing. And some of the things that we're going to cover today, you may not actually be standing there yet. And you know what? That's totally fine. But you are going to get there. But in the process, it is so important how you see it. Praise God. Seen through the eyes of, or we could call it seen through the lens of faith. Because God's going to get you there, but before you ever get there, you right now have to see yourself standing there. Let's talk about that today. Heavenly Father, as we jump into the study of Your Word in today's message, I pray that the visual clarity of Your people's lens of faith be super high resolution, not just 4K, not just 8K, the highest levels of resolution that they can see themselves where You have told them they're going to be. Now, Father, we thank You that if they can see it, really see it, they're going to end up being there. We give You all of the praise. Thank You, Father. Let Your Holy Spirit help us now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, there are a few of you that need to separate from some friendships. They could even be relational along the bloodline, but they are holding you back from stepping into what God has for you. And that is part of embracing the cross of saying, Lord, I realize this is what it is, and I can, I can always be courteous and respectful, but I cannot have a relationship with that person. Why? They're not going where you're going. Not only that, they don't want to go where you're going. They don't want to be in the midst of people that lift up their hands and praise God and speak in tongues. They don't even want to be seen in a group like that. They're not going where you're going, and you need to tell Lot you love him, but uh, there needs to be a time of, well, I've got to go on. 
praise the Lord. And God can arrange it too, where there's just like, maybe they move. Maybe they got a job out, out of the state. And just say, bye-bye, bye-bye. We don't need to be, you don't need to tell them we don't need to be talking anymore. Just say, God, uh, God bless you as you go, but goodbye. God can help you. God can sometimes help move them on. Woo, let them go. Let them go. Let Lot go. Say that. Say, I let Lot go. Praise the Lord. Don't say it with tears coming down your eyes. <laughs> Woo, because I know you like Lot, and I know he's, he's a happy guy. He can tell some good jokes, can he? Get along real good with old Lot. But he's not spiritual at all. Mm -mm. Was he a righteous man? Yes, we're told that he was a righteous man. Was he a holy man? No, no, <laughs> let's not even joke about it. Of course he wasn't. That's why he went and lived where he did. Mm -mm. All right. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward, westward. Now, here's the thing. The land that God promises to Abraham is what he can see. But as you and I both know, wow, that's a pretty big territory. So it's not like he can get out in his comfortable walking shoes and say, well, Lord, give me a few minutes to walk around so I can see it all. He can't. It's too big. So what do you have to do? You do have to look this direction, that direction, that direction. Look at the various branches of your life. For me, the various branches of my ministry. Look in the different direction. Uh, but, you know, you might not be able to walk that far, but you can see it by faith. And that's what he's doing. In a sense, he can't see past that great ridge out there. He can't see past that mountain. But there's obviously something on the other side, and so he's got this, he's got, he's got a lot going on, but he, he can see it by faith. He can see, in him, see himself possessing all that God says, I'm going to give to you. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. Well, let's go up high, let's get a really good view, and let's see as far as we can. Wow, that's pretty good. And at the same time, God's saying, yeah, over across that ridge right there, that's all yours too, going back even further. This way, going all the way to the Mediterranean, I know you can't quite see the that great sea from here, but yeah, all of that, all along that border going northward and up, yeah, that's all going to be yours. Woo! I'm giving it to you right now now. What do you have to do? You have to be able to see it by faith, and sometimes even go out there and what you can, go out there and walk and touch it. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor Steve and I, I've always wanted to have one of these cars. Have you ever gone to the car lot where they sell them and actually touch one? Maybe. And it's totally cool. Maybe you don't even want a new one. Maybe you like the old style stuff better. With all of the bells and whistles and all of the computers that can go wrong with them. Maybe you want something simpler. And there's pristine models of those that are used. Maybe you want the used one. You know, go see what they are. Go see how much they cost. Praise God. Go touch it. Go sit in it. Something happens. Listen to me very carefully. Something happens when you actually sit in it and put your hands on the steering wheel. Woo! Well, I don't know if I can do that. Sure you can. Sure you can. But in some of these situations, God actually will put you in a place, yeah, you need to do it. You need to sit there 
and lean back and kind of get a feel for it. Oh, we, we, we understand that maybe you don't have the money to buy it. That's okay. You will. You can come back later and pay cash for it. Mm, but you might not ever know that you really like it until you actually sit in it and try it. Pastor Stephen, I'd really like to live in that subdivision. Well, have you ever driven there, parked there, and walked around in there? Well, it's gated, Pastor Stephen. Call a realtor that you know and get the code so that you can go in and just park your car and at least walk around. I don't have the money. That, that's okay. You can come back and buy it when you've got the money. Mm -mm. Praise God. The strength of Abraham's faith lay in his ability to see far. He didn't have a, a limited vision, although, you know, you're based locally, but out of that you expand and the blessing's going to go onward. But my friends, that was his strength. It was his ability to see. Mm -mm. Oh, this is so wonderful. Romans chapter 4. Let's drop by there. Romans chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's uh, jump to verse 17. Verse 17. As it is written, now watch what God told Abram. I have made you a father of many nations. Now he said, I have it's being said in the past tense. But Pastor Stephen, when God told Abram that, I mean, he didn't even have a child yet. I mean, from Sarah, they, they were barren. Yes. And God said, I have made you. It's past tense. I've already done it. I've made you a father of many nations. And Abraham actually believed it. He actually believed it. What has God said about you? What has God shown you? Get ready. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I'm, we're we're going to do something really wild, something that some of you maybe have never done in your life but we're going to do it in about 30 seconds. But first, let's read that again. God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, last Sunday we talked about who do you follow? Actually, that was last Wednesday. Who do you follow? The word follow in the Greek can also mean imitate. Who do you imitate? Paul said, follow me. He said, follow or imitate me. Now we know also that he also said, follow me as I follow Christ. But to follow means to imitate. Now, the bottom line is that while we have mentors that we follow, that influence us, that impart into us, we, we, we also, in a sense, we follow God by faith, and we imitate God. We, we want to be like Him. So let's do what God does, which is what? Call those things which do not exist as though they as though they did now many of you are watching me right now and you have debt in your life maybe it's credit card debt maybe it's student loan debt and you graduated from college 30 years ago you still got student loan debt you've got maybe a mortgage debt right now 
I want you to call I want you to call those things which do not exist as though they did. Right now, I want you to open your mouth and say, I call every debt paid off. Well, not Pastor Stephen, how can I do that when that's not the case? You call those things that do not exist as though they did. That's how God operates. Abram got on the same frequency, and because of that, he got his miracle child. Mm-mm. But you have to see it before you ever get there, and it's not only seeing it, you also have to now call it that before you ever get there. You have to be willing to say to yourself, and you don't have to do it in front of others because they wouldn't understand, but in the privacy of your home, in the privacy of your car, you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I call myself debt free. I, listen to me bills, listen to me debts, I call every debt paid off. Get up, get out of my life, be paid off, be removed out of my life, I throw you into the sea. Right now, I want you to do this. Just say this, say, in the name of Jesus, those things that do not exist, I speak as though they do. I call myself debt free. Now, let's go further. Say, debt, in the name of Jesus, get out of my life. Be moved to the paid-off position in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then you can get more specific. You can say, every credit card debt, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I call you paid. I call you paid. Get out of my life. Be moved to the paid-off position. Woo! My friends don't just read the word, work. Work, work, work the word. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. In other words, see beyond your immediate present situation. If God says you're healed, then see yourself healed. As you sit there with that physical handicap or that injury, or with that diagnosis, see yourself out walking three miles nonstop. Oh, I can't see that, Pastor Stephen. If you can't see it, you can't have it. That's just the way God works. You have to see it before you stand in that place. But what you see is based on what God said about you. Praise God. So if God says you're healed, See yourself going out and doing something physical that you love. Maybe it's playing tennis. See it in the eye, the lens of faith. See yourself going on a hike uphill and rejoicing as you go. See yourself re-engaging in your favorite forms of exercise. Praise the Lord. My friends, while in many ways, even if we don't listen to negative news that's out there, Still, some of that filters through just through things that we see by going about our, our daily course. We know that the economic situation of our country faces many challenges. But what I would like for you to do, that even though you may be informed, I want you to not consider the economic situation of your country. In the sense that you consider it and you say, well, I can't prosper because the nation's it has so many economic problems. No, no, no. Don't let that hold you back. Because if that could hold you back, then anybody in a nation wor worse off than ours could say, 
oh it's never going to work for us because our economy is no good I mean maybe you live in Zimbabwe a beautiful nation but where their currency has very little value little side note they are planning though in Zimbabwe on linking their currency with the gold standard well well that could certainly put some faith in the system because all currency in many ways it is built on trust the people have to trust it so regardless of where you're living at don't look at the economic situation of your country maybe there's a lot of recession a lot of layoffs and say well we, we can't succeed because of that no don't consider the economic situation of your country just like Abraham did not consider his own body in a sense as being dead and inability to produce a child don't consider that because God says whatever you lay your hands on shall prosper in other words consider that Woo! praise the Lord how about this one how about considering this one Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it now I want you to be real bold and I want you to say something very very bold say this say God's blessing is making me rich oh Pastor Stephen I can't say that because I'm just earning minimum wage look you can call things that are not you can call things that do not exist as though they do that's what God does that's what Abraham did and are you a son of Abraham yes a daughter of Abraham yes then you can do the same thing say it again say God's blessing is making me oh some of you you got a little you got stuck on that R word didn't you come on build it up here we go God's blessing is making me rich Woo! oh but Pastor Stephen I just read in the news that they're like no no stop all of that we may hear those things but we're not going to give heed to that and that is not in the consideration of where our faith is at and where our hope is at what are we going to heed what God said okay again God said the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and my friends that does not have any respect for what's going on in that nation it only respects the word of those who receive it and believe it Woo! praise God praise God thank you Lord Jesus you need to see yourself are you ready for this I'm really I'm not just pushing over I'm kicking over some sacred cows you need to see yourself rich you need to see yourself debt free you need to see yourself lending Pastor Stephen how in the world could I ever lend well stop and think about it for a moment see yourself as being rich and being debt free and having overflow and what what are credit cards charging out there interest 30% 30% well all you have to do is lend less than that they're going to come running to you you may only have $5,000 to lend but if somebody wanted to borrow they certainly don't want to borrow at 30% they hear you're lending at you know whatever rate you charge which is way less than that they'll come knocking on your door if you're willing to give them a loan 
that's far less than what the other um, agencies are ripping people off for or without a conscience charging mm, mm, mm. see yourself rich like the Bible says like the Bible says Pastor Stephen you, you sound like one of those wealth prosperity preachers my friends I'm just giving you Bible verses if you're hearing what I sound like I'm sounding like God I'm sounding like what the Bible says you're supposed to be living like not religion not religion Woo, religion can take you down a road where you can get broke and you can, you can have the devil hit you over the head with a Ooh, with a four by four every day. Mm-mm. No fun. No fun. Mm. I like traditions if they're biblical traditions, but if it's man's stuff, no, don't play with that. No, stay with the Bible. Praise God. And that's what we're going to do. Now, I want to ask a question. What have you seen about yourself from the Word of God? What have you seen about yourself from the Word of God? Hmm. The reason I ask this is because you have to see it in order to have it. And if you'll med- meditate on Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, and keep meditating on it and considering what God says before you know it, you'll see yourself in that place. And you'll see the blessing of God on your life to a degree that you're rich. And even others will whis- whisper and say, She's rich. She's got a lot of money. Mm. Well, then don't turn around and say, oh, no, that's not true. I, I don't really have no. No, don't do that. Just let, if it's true, let them say it. You don't ever have to apologize for anything that God does in your life. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. Praise God. That just sets somebody free. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. What have you seen about yourself from the Word of God? You see that. Woo! And as you see it, then you can possess it. But you have to see it first. How? Through the lens of faith. Glory to God. Before this year is out, there will be those of you standing in places of such height that it will stagger others around you. But you know what? The reason you'll end up standing there is because right now you already see yourself there. Oh, I understand you're not there now. And I understand God's going to have to do what only He can do. But by very virtue of faith that you can see yourself there now, I can tell you where you're going. You're going to end up standing there. Mm -mm. Now, take a look at this in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1. Again, I'm going to continue to ask the question, what have you seen about yourself from the Word of God? Because that's where your image is formed. That is where your destiny is discovered. And that is where your legacy is established. Mm-mm. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Diligently. My friends, if you're like a casual, mediocre Christian, you will find out that what you put into it 
which is little, is exactly what you're going to get out of it, which is very, very little. But if you are very diligent, you're going to, you're going to move to the front. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully, observe carefully, not just fly through it, no, observe it. Oh, hallelujah. Well, Pastor Stephen, this sounds like uh, I've really got to apply myself. Well, yes. Praise God. Where it begins to dominate what you meditate on, it begins to dominate the inner image of who you are in Christ, and that's what you become. Mm-mm. To observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will, are you ready? Uh, are, are you ready? I'm about to show you something from the Word of God that pertains to your identity. That the Lord your God will set you high, not low, down in the mud puddle with the pigs. God will set you high, how high? Above all nations of the earth. Mm-mm. Praise God. People should be talking about you. How does she do it? How does he do it? What is their secret? How are they going up when everybody else is struggling? Who, who are their connections? Now they don't know that God is your connection. They don't know anything about your prayer life. And they certainly don't understand your faith. But you are appointed by God as a sign and wonder for your generation. And they will be talking about you. Some will have the deepest respect for you. Others will think maybe you're pulling gimmicks because they, they just can't figure it out. So maybe they think that you're, you know, um, I don't know, making backroom deals or whatever. They, they can't figure it out. So that, that uh, you know, provokes jealousy and criticism to issue out of their hearts. But my friends, this is where God wants you to be, high above all nations of the earth, set as a city on a hill, not hidden, illuminated on purpose lifting Christ up and preaching the gospel through the ministry or ministries that God connects you to. Mm-mm. Praise God. Let's go further. Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city. Oh, but Pastor Steve, but I live in a rural area. I live in the country. Oh, well that's okay. And blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed everywhere you go. Blessed in the city and blessed in the country. That could that could mean that maybe you're going to have two different locations that you own. Oh, Pastor Stephen, own two homes. Uh, I don't even know if Warren Buffett is able to do that. <laughs> Woo! We got to get you in the Word some more if you're thinking along that line. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There are those that own thousands and thousands of homes. Literally. Literally. Mm -mm. blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country maybe you want a house in the city and maybe you need to have a house in the country praise God maybe God tells you to do so for reasons only known between you and him that's fine with me enjoy yourself praise God verse 12 the Lord will open to you his good treasure the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. I prophesy to you 
that your days of borrowing are numbered and coming to a rapid conclusion. Not only because you won't need to, because you'll be able to pay as you go, but also because you're operating from a higher platform and you don't need to engage that system that is designed where you never get out of the system, where you stay on that cycle of debt all the days of your life. No, no, no. God's going to get you out of that. Praise the Lord. You shall not borrow. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. And the Lord will make you. Are you ready for this? We're going to cover two areas. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, what's wrong with being the tail? Shouldn't we be humble? Well, if you want to be humble back there where all of the excrement's coming out, and you've got to smell that, that's your choice. But you could be the head, which is the much more preferable position. Not only that, you are directing the course of your destiny, and you're not in the back now playing where you've got to react to everything because you're just a victim of the circumstances, and it's whatever it is. No, no, no. You're up at front. You're the one driving the bus of your life. By the way, this is known amongst the rabbis and the Jews as being a figurative type statement where it says that the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. It's figurative. It means in whatever situation you're the one that's supposed to be in control. You're not supposed to be somebody that's subjugated, doing things that you don't want to do, being forced into stuff that you, that violates your conscience or whatever, or just that, you know, you're constantly back at the end. No, God will make you as a sign and wonder, as a representative of his kingdom, as an ambassador of the most high God, he will make you the head and not the tail. But you've got to be able to see this before you step into it. You have got to see yourself as the head and not the tail. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't have enough money to fly, to fly in first class. Okay, but let's say you have to fly, and all you can afford is econ economy. Why not go premium economy? Why not, if you've got to fly, you're going to have to spend the money anyhow, why not see yourself at least bumping up to the next level, so that you're not right next to the toilet in the back, and the seats in the back will not recline, because there's nowhere for them to recline, they're right up against the very back wall. Why not say, I can at least see myself, if I can't see business or first, I can at least see myself in premium economy, that way I get three extra inches. Mm -mm. And I also get off the plane sooner than many other people do. And get on sooner so I can, you know, get a better seat. And so I can also choose my seat. Unlike those in the very back, they don't, get, they don't even get to choose their seat. Their seat's assigned to them. Mm -mm. Praise God. Praise God. You know, my wife and I were on the plane just a few days back. And we noticed that some of the seats now, they're literally like that thin. Maybe, maybe, okay, one more inch, like that. And I just can't help but think, who in the world, besides skinny people, can sit in these kind of seats? Woo! But you better be ready. If you want to be the tail, they got one waiting for you. Mm, I can't fit. They'll, they'll make you fit. 
And some of them, the middle partition won't lift up. It's a, it's a set. In other words, it's not like an arm that will come up. It's set in place. You got to get squished in one way or another. Imagine doing that for an international flight. Okay. But my friends, you can see yourself in a better place. Even if you're not there now, even if you don't have that ability now, by faith you can say, I'm going up. And let me assure you, there's room for you at the front. There is room for you at the front. But you have to see it and believe it, that God can do it. And you know what? He will. Mm -hmm. By the way, if you fly a lot, you do need to know the levels. If you're a Delta person, if you're an American person, and you're going to be flying, and you're going to get the miles, you should know what the top tier is. What's the top tier in the world? It's called Concierge Key. And I think only maybe, uh, only 50 people have it with American Airlines and all their, you know, partner airlines. Woo! If you ever see somebody respond to Concierge Key, you're looking at like one, in, one out of millions. And that means they're flying a lot but that is the premium ultimate level. And so you can go different routes. You can believe God for your own aircraft, which is what God has called me to use by faith for and believe for, for ministry work. Or if you're going to fly mainly with the airlines and you just say, Pastor Stephen, I feel God's called me to travel with the airlines. That, that's wonderful too. But you should be aiming for, if you're Delta, you know, like, uh, you know, they call it business first or Delta one. You should aim for Delta one. If you're with American, you could go for the ultimate which is really, uh, it's actually by invite only, but there's a way that you can, in a sense, get yourself invited, but it's called concierge key. Woo, praise God. You, you should want to know what the front is. You should want to know what the head is. Why? You need to if you're going to see yourself there. How can you see yourself there if you don't know what there is? If you don't know what the options are? Mm-mm-mm. And the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. So that's figurative. It can apply to many, many areas of life. Bottom line, God wants you to be the head, not way back in the back. Praise the Lord. The next statement, though, is literal. And all of the commentators, the rabbinic commentators, they recognize we're moving from figurative now to literal. You ready for it? Here we go. You shall be above only and not be beneath. Woo! Praise the Lord. What is this? This place of being above only is a place of dignity. And God's increase upon your life is designed to bring you into a place of wealth, of influence for the kingdom, and also of dignity. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. And God meant that literally. He meant it literally. So there are tremendous rewards to diligently obeying the voice of the Lord and observing all, not some, all of His commandments. What will happen? I'll tell you exactly what will happen. My friends, you will end up being above only. Hallelujah. And if the devil tries to stuff you over into a corner and say, sit down over here and shut up and close the door, you'll say, no, 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 hold, hold on. The, I don't belong there. That's somebody else's seat. That ain't mine. And I'm not talking about pride or arrogance. You know the level you're at. And if you're trying to reach or strive into something where there's stress, it just simply means you're not supposed to be there now. Eventually, Yes, but right where you're at right now, look for the above position. 
right now at the level you're at right now wherever it's at your walk with God your prayer life your your where you're at even financially pull all of that together and right where you're at right now God wants you to be above only and not beneath and start just moving forward with that literally and where you're at praise God whatever that next step up is that's where you're supposed to be Woo! praise the Lord thank you Lord Jesus what is God's will you shall be above only now open your mouth and say it say I walk in above only and I will not be beneath call it amen call it forth praise God Woo! I stand in the place of being above only and not beneath Woo! praise God and watch it start to happen as you see it and thank God as he does it praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord now that has many different applications but it is a literal application the enemy listen to me the enemy will always try to defeat you in this area how is that he wants you to settle he never ever wants you to have God's best when he sees that he cannot stop you and that you are breaking through by the power of the Spirit when he sees that you're breaking through and he can't stop it what he will try to do is he'll try to get you to settle for less instead of receiving God's best so stay patient stay in faith but remember God wants you to be above only praise the Lord in any type of place that the enemy would try to get you to accept or tolerate that is a place of embarrassment a place of something's not right this doesn't fit don't take it don't take it we're not talking about being arrogant or prideful we want to walk in the humility that was patterned by Moses God's servant who at that time was the most humble man on the earth we understand that but that doesn't mean that you receive something where the enemy is snickering and laughing because he put that over on you mm -hmm. praise the Lord you know I was ministering in Uganda one time my wife and I went over there and ministered week after week stayed there for almost three weeks I lost 14 pounds in weight I think Kelly lost like 17 pounds because we were just sweating and pushing so hard and uh, and you know we were out in some un uh, you know some remote areas so there's you know limited food rice tomatoes and corn and stuff like that but uh, you know I, uh, I took some brand new suits over and these were uh, really beautiful suits and I gave one to a pastor and it was a perfect fit for him wonderful pastor he's still uh, preaching today and he wore that beautiful new suit I mean he looked great in it when he came in I mean everybody was like whoa pastor you look sharp and, uh, and so that day there was a guest minister who contributed financially to that church and the pastor was using that minister's generator and he kind of felt like he had to you know, you know like kowtow to him you know kind of like you know make him happy or whatever and that guest minister saw the new suit on the pastor and he got very jealous and he decided that day uh, 
whenever he had a moment he was going to try to humiliate the pastor and the pastor gave him the mic he should have never done it and he gave him the mic and the pastor and that, that, that guest uh, minister said I want to give an object lesson so we can understand something about God's kingdom he said you and he pointed to the pastor he said you sit here and he said to somebody else you stand here well when he told the pastor to sit here it was in the dirt they didn't have a wooden floor. It was on the dirt. He said, you sit here in the dirt. You sit here and you stand. And he gave this little silly, stupid lesson. He only did it to humiliate the pastor. And after the meeting was over, that pastor came up to me almost in tears. He said, oh, I said, I'm so frustrated with myself for having yielded to that guy. He said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, your whole church saw you embarrass yourself and sit on the dirt just because that guy was jealous of your suit. He said, yes, and he said, I knew exactly why he did it. He tried to humiliate me and make me sit in the dirt. I said, why'd you do it? I said, you should have stood up and just said, I'm not sitting in the dirt. He said, oh, you might take the generator away. I said, who cares? We'll preach in the dark. And you and I, we don't need microphones. We'll just do it without electricity. How you so, Pastor Steve, I, I don't know. I said, well, it's on you then. Go sit in the dirt. It's on you. Mm -mm. listen carefully we're all at different levels and that, that's totally fine but here's the deal God wants you to be above only and not beneath and the Holy Spirit is the only one that really can help you to know what can be accepted and celebrated and what can be said no no that's not my portion you go ahead if you want to that's not for me well who do you think you are I think I'm somebody that understands Deuteronomy 28, verse 13, and you might not, but I have standards. Mm -mm -mm. And let me say also that God does. Woo! You balance it out with love, you balance it out with uh, peace and things like that. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to God. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Well, Pastor Stephen, the Bible says that whatever is set before you and served, eat it without asking any questions. Yeah, yes, in some context, because I have had some things put in front of me. Uh, the faith was not there to eat it, and the Holy Spirit was witnessing to me, you eat that, you're going to get sick, and if you do it, it's on you. What do you do? Well, one time, I smiled, and, I, and uh, uh, when they weren't looking, I took it, and I wrapped it in a napkin, and took it back to where I was staying, and I fed it to the dog that was the guard dog for the missionary outpost, and I fed it to the dog, and that dog ate it. It's probably the most wonderful thing he ate uh, ever in his life, but at about 2 o'clock in the morning, that thing, that thing that he ate, oh boy, it kicked in, and it almost killed that dog. He was groaning, and that would have been me, and it almost killed the dog, and he was already used to, you know, worms and tapeworm and all that, but boy, when he ate that, boy, it just about took him under. It would have put me under like, whoo! I didn't eat it. Didn't have any faith to eat it. I was in a place one time and I was served electric eel, smoked, and it had it had all began to like decompose and it stunk really, really bad. But see, some people in some cultures, to them, they like that smell. Like if you go to Korea, they like kimchi, which is like rotten cabbage. They 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 like that. That's okay. Not my thing, but some people like stuff when it begins to ferment. And they gave that eel, you know, pushed that big pot in front of me, and um, 
I felt like if I, in my spirit, if I eat that, I'm going to be in big trouble. I'm going to be in big trouble. So I just, you know, ate so much other stuff, rice and other stuff, that I just said, I'm full. I, I don't have room. God bless you. You guys eat it. I had a rabbi tell me when I got back that he knew somebody. He was, this was a, a doctor. He was, he was a doctor, and he was also a rabbi. He said, I knew somebody that ate that type of eel one time, and they died. It killed them. Mm, mm, mm. anything you do if it's not a faith the apostle Paul said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit if it's not a faith it's sin mm, mm, praise God praise the Lord one more scripture one more very quickly Psalm 115 verse 14 may the Lord give you increase more and more you have to see yourself increasing through the lens of faith see yourself going from one financial strata to the next all for the glory of God praise God moving up in every area moving up in the anointing moving up in the gifts of the spirit moving up in patience and love but increasing in prosperity for the glory of God so you can brag on what Jesus is doing in your life hallelujah lift your hands father I pray for those that are watching and taking heed to the instructions of your word that they will see the right image that you have for them to come into which was which is an image of health healing overflow financially and being a great end time servant in the body of Christ. Oh God, I praise you. I praise you, oh God. Let them see themselves through the mirror of your word. Let them see themselves the way that you want them to be healed, whole, blessed, empowered, and prospered. Thank you, Father God. May they see it and may they speak it even in the midst of others that would call it foolishness but yet it's the way oh God you created the earth and it's the way that you create still today Father let the revelatory understanding of this break open within the eyes of the hearts of your people that they can see themselves there before they ever physically stand there now Father I pray something special for them I pray that some of them actually need to touch it. Some of them actually need to visit it. Some of them actually need to sit in it. Some of them actually need to go there. So I pray that you give those divine opportunities. Because favor can get them into what others could never even buy their way into. And they can find themselves there having the ability in a peaceful atmosphere to try it out. I pray that you do that for them, and let something in this area break for them within the next three weeks. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, say amen. Say, I'm going there. Woo, praise the Lord. Mm -mm. By the way, where is the there? Above only, and not beneath. Woo, praise the Lord. Glory. Glory to God. Now, if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, it's time to get your life right with God. Get the sins dealt with and washed away and make your peace with God. A second group that could be watching, 
you used to walk with God and you used to know the Lord, but you fell away from God, got tangled up in sin, and now you want to come back to the Lord, but you still got all this yucky stuff. One time a person said, it's complicated. Let me tell you what, it's not complicated. Do the right thing. Watch how easily God will work it all out. He'll close the right doors. He'll make it easy for you. Just commit to do the right thing, which is number one, repent and come back to God. Let us all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me of all of my sins. I repent of all of them. Wash me clean of all of my sins with your precious blood. Jesus, write my name in your book of life. Save me now. And step into my life today and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name I pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. My friends, the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church, has heard that prayer and your sins have been forgiven. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. By the way, let me hear from you. Email me, contact at stephenbrooks.org. You could say, Pastor Stephen, I prayed and I got saved. Thank you for the prayer. You know, give praise and honor to Jesus. Or if you rededicated your life to the Lord, you just came back, let me know that you recommitted your heart to Jesus. Contact at stephenbrooks.org. Praise the Lord. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. God is moving right now by the Holy Spirit. We need to take communion. We need to take communion. As we do, you're going to begin to see things in the Spirit of where God's going to take you. Okay? Grab some grape juice. Grab some unleavened bread. Come on, just say it again. Say, I'm going there. Woo! Praise God. Above only and not beneath. Mm -mm -mm. Praise the Lord. You know, God made all these good things not for the sinners, not for the devil's people, not for the wicked who curse God and blaspheme his name. He made all the good stuff for you. Mm -mm. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless the bread and the juice. Through this prayer, we set it apart as being holy. And we thank you that this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you that we understand that you want us to be above only, and even to pull other believers into that place of blessing by walking in the knowledge of your word. Thank you, Father. Let us never embrace something that is not of you that would cause us to settle, but we thank you for patience to step into what is your best. We may have to wait a little bit longer, but help us to do it the right way, with no strain, but with peace. Thank you, Father. Father, we receive the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, believing that we're walking in the same path of our spiritual father Abraham, the just shall live by faith. We thank you, Father. We know where we're going. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive together. My friends, this is not the time as a child of God, as an overcomer, as a more than a conqueror, to even consider running off to some silly bomb shelter and living off sardines and beans. 
No, let your faith be in God. Let your faith be in Psalm 91, verse 1. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Let it be as the psalmist said, The Lord is your hiding place. He is your hiding place. Not a bomb shelter. Not radiation pills. No, God can protect you. This is the church's finest hour. It's going to get more difficult out there for the world. But this is your moment. Step into it. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1, the glory of the Lord shall be seen up on you. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that the church is breaking forth as the unconquerable force in the earth. We thank you that the great end time harvest is about to begin, and it's going to be pulling in the fish the souls by the multitudes. I thank you, Father God, that you're making your people wealthy and rich for the furtherance of the preaching of the gospel, of the mighty nets of evangelism that we're throwing around the world. We give you praise, praise, praise. We thank you for all the Jewish people that are going to get saved and come to faith in Messiah Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for all of the Gentiles that are going to hear the gospel preached in a simple, clear, effective way that, that they say, I'm going to receive Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the body of Christ being built up and strengthened in faith all around the world. We thank you that we all have a part to play in that. We give you all of the praise. I pray for all the gifts and talents of your people that they be amplified in the body to bring you glory and to see your work furthered in the earth. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say, Amen. Let's receive the Lord's holy, sacred blood. Well, praise God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And God's showing you, as you're happy in your heart, a very key thing of where you're going to be standing, and it's not too far out, because God's moving on it right now. Don't force it, don't rush it. At the right time, it will come forth, but you can see it right now. And He's going to do something also to help you put your hand on it and touch it soon. Glory, glory. Be, be, be conscious of that over the next three weeks. Somehow, somewhere, maybe you'll get to try it on, or put it on. Watch what God will do. It's going to be very, very interesting. The Holy Spirit will bring it back to your memory also. All right. Heavenly Father, bless your people. We thank you. We give you all of the praise, above only and not beneath, for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. I'll see you back again real soon.